Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements. Featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Someone started recording. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> in, case you drop, in case you drop a bomb or something, I have to start recording. Uh, I've been in the pool for like three hours. <laughs> Sounds terrible. If my, are, if, if my eyes are red, I'm not stoned or anything. <laughs> Stay up the weed. Stay up the weed. <laughs> so how's things What's going on? Everything's good. Everything's yeah. good. Just uh, yeah, busy with the kiddos. Fuck. Mm, can see that. So you, uh, when are you coming to Norway? Uh, leave on what day is today? Thursday. I leave on yeah. Sunday. Okay. Yeah, so get there Monday. I'm trying to change my flight to get there earlier. Um, trying to get there in the morning, but it just depends on whether they're whether Delta will allow Sherry to change her flight. They'll let me change my flight, but because she's has no status and she's on point, oh, she's I obviously bought her a ticket, but she has no status. So we'll see. Mm. See what happens. Yeah. So if I don't change my flight, then I'll get there at four o'clock Monday afternoon. All right, that's not too bad. No. How you boys been? Good. good. We're good. I played with your guy yesterday. Yeah. We played around yesterday, so that was that was fun. It looked like he looked like he needed the a couple of rounds with the boys. <laughs> yes. It was, uh, we, yeah, we're just joking around for four hours and you could really feel like from him that he needs the, the break and just the, like, just start over again. If kind of, reset. To, yeah, he just needs the time with, with the buddies and just yeah. joke around, play golf. And then he, all of he, a sudden he played exactly. brilliant. <laughs> hmm. Well, that's, that's, that's exactly what I said to him. And I said, that's exactly what he needed. And I'm glad he, uh. Yeah, took it on board and um, he's doing what he's doing now to, as I said, reset and yeah, just start being him again. Yeah. Yeah. I really looked like you could feel like you could feel the positive vibes with just being, it was him and Kevin and uh, myself and one of my friends as well, a stand-up comedian. So oh, it was nice. Just, uh, it was, there was no serious conversations from those just a lot of bullshit from start to end perfect and the stand-up comedian he was he played the golf of his life yeah. for the best <laughs> round of his life as well <laughs> so uh, him and i beat kevin and victor on the last screen yeah, yeah. yeah so he was like That's he was awesome. all over 
he just posted on Facebook after. I don't know what you've been doing this today, but I just beat Victor Holland. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love Victor Holland just awesome. paid my lunch. He wrote. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's that was, that's that was exactly fun. what he needed. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. I'm uh, glad he's back at his roots. Yeah. Just enjoying himself again, being a kid. That's mm. that's the most important thing for him, I think, at this uh, stage of his career, mm. time, whatever you want it's to call it. Been, it's probably been like, there's been two and a half, three years now. It just it just comes to an end, but it comes to a point where it's just a little bit too much. And that, that, that's exactly what I said to him. I'm like, look, you know, tour life is toxic and... You know, there's so many expectations from, you know, so many people, you know, from whether it's the Norwegians, whether it's fans in general. Um, he needs that time to be himself. And yeah. that's the most important thing right now. You know, you, you look at what he's achieved in such a short amount of time and the way that how can I explain this? The the time frame that it's happened, it's happened super fast, just like Colin Morikawa. Mm. And you know, they've both gone through the same um, channels per se. And, you know, they've both dealt with, you know, a little bit of, you know, obviously Colin's won two major championships. He's won However many times Victor's won, was it five times now? And, you know, they expect that on a consistent basis. And mm. when it doesn't happen, they they put all this added pressure on themselves to perform, perform, perform. And, you know, golf is a hard game, as you well know, Maris. Like, golf isn't meant to be easy. <laughs> and Victor and Colin have made it look really easy for the last two years. And now they're try now they're seeing golf not being hard, but they're seeing the other side of it where that's not what golf's about all the time. And they're going through that now. Obviously Colin had a fifth place finish at the, the US Open, which is great to see. And, you know, there's no doubt in my mind that we'll see Victor have some more good results coming coming through in the you know, not too distant future. But, you know, just getting back to his roots and doing what he needs to do to be the person that he is, uh, I think it's very important for him. Mm. And as you're, as you're saying, you know, it's been uh, over two years uh, with, I mean, unreal results, uh, both for Victor and Colin. And. I mean, uh, a lot of Norwegians, you know, uh, through the Corona times and everything have been, uh, they're quite new to golf. And, you know, mm. us Norwegians, we're used to seeing these uh, winter sports, our winter sports competitors, you know, winning every week or coming top three. And I think that mm. kind of has translated uh, to Victor. I mean, especially since it's been so consistent, you know, we're mm. expecting top tens. We're, yeah, we're expecting all these great things. And uh, for me, or at least for the, people who know golf it's probably been just amazing to to that his last it lasted so long with his consistency and now i mean mm. uh you just kind of wait for him to get uh on this what would i say not, not exactly a, on a down but 
uh, to have some kind of drop in form. Mm. Uh, you know, I, it was just, that's just part of golf. And I think a lot of Norwegians are like, you know, they're texting me, they're texting Maris, you know, what's wrong? Uh, where is he? What's happening? You know, and what's happening is, is golf completely normal, that's right? That's exactly right. Exactly right. And, you know, the, the most important thing for him is to have, from my point of view, is to have the support system around him. I think that's very important. Like, you know, what you're saying, Marius, going out, playing golf with his buddies and just having a good time. You know, excuse the French, but shooting the shit without any type of pressure, just going out there and playing golf, doing what he does best. Because, you know, as we all know, he's unbelievably talented. But, you know, when the mind gets in the way and a little bit of self-doubt gets in the way, then that's when you see, you know, the dip in form, whether you're playing golf, whether you're playing any individual sport, whether it's tennis, skiing, you know, anything. Anything individual is extremely difficult to keep that high caliber of play because it, there's it's always going to happen so for for him to go through this at an early age like you know i always think like you know jack nicholas always used to say you know the prime of your career is in your mid to late 30s he's 24 years of age and for him to go through this now as I always say, what doesn't kill you is going to make you stronger. And this is going to make him stronger. It's going to make him better. And we're going to see some unbelievable results in the not, do, not too distant future. It counts, for, it counts for everyday life as well. You, how many, if, if you count uh, all the work days uh, any normal guy has or normal girl has during a year, how many good work days, how many days at work do you have when everything goes your way? Mm. probably yeah up more than 10 20 where everything goes your way and uh, he's, exactly. he's in that he's in that period now where it doesn't quite go his way there's always some obstacle he can't really get over and uh, the mistakes look a bit worse than they actually are uh, and that happens in everyday life as well it's just that people have just learned to expect that when victor plays bad he's tied 21st when he plays great he's in the fight for the for the win and all of a sudden he's 41st and missing a, missing the his first cut since february and people are like okay mm. he's, he's off he's lost it yeah it's like so far away from the truth <laughs> so it's like it's <laughs> so true so, so true. yeah it's uh, it's a bit bothering yeah. to not it's not bothering because it's part of our job to to analyze and to kind of find the areas where he, where we can see he needs to improve, he knows it, so he doesn't need to hear it from us. But um, yeah, it's uh, when I, as I said, when I played him, played with him yesterday, and I said to him today, I was like, it's really not a problem for you. Like you've shot, you played two rounds at the, it's okay, it's a Norwegian course, but you're still going out and playing two rounds at 13 under par, without mm. even. I think the, the round we played yesterday, he didn't, he didn't even have a par putt. Yeah, he didn't have to hold one single par putt. Yeah, it was just effortless. And then he went out today and said, oh, "I actually felt better today." I was like, "Okay, your level is is way beyond." I played, I played a solid round for for myself. Like I was, I was over the moon. I played really well. 
What did you shoot? Like, I shot two under and I was like, this is pretty good with a lost okay. ball. So I was like, <laughs> all right. I played up. I made six birdies. I made four birdies and an eagle. I was like, yeah. This, and I wasn't even close. <laughs> so I was like, okay. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, it's just about, you can say whatever you want about playing. I don't know if you agree with me, Shay, but uh, you can say whatever you want about playing a Norwegian easy, simple course with slow greens and not penalizing rough. But if you shoot 700, 600, 700, it's always going to feel good. You're oh, always going to be confident. I, I couldn't agree more. I, I don't, yeah, I don't care what course you play. No. You know, it's going to create confidence and it's going to, you know, get you back to where you know you can do it without any self-doubt, for sure. Yeah. And of course, I could see that a couple of irons, like he, he let go a couple of the second shots of the irons, they just floated a little bit to the right. And I was like, okay, that miss on Brookline is probably, probably bogey land. But yeah. still, uh, still he had a lot of way more good shots. And it's like if you if you should go out and shoot, if you play if he ends up playing ten rounds when he's in Norway and he shoots uh, sixty five hundred par, that's, that has to feel pretty good. Yep. You have to feel that okay, the game is not too far. If I just do this, the same thing I've done today. If I just do that at uh, at St Andrews, I'll be fine. So true. So true. Yeah. No, I'm I'm super excited with what lies ahead for sure. Yeah, yeah. I'm just I think, I'm, as I said, I think that break, uh, the break is definitely uh, putting me in good stead. That's for sure. Yeah, because yeah. you're you're talking. We're talking about. I mean, a dip in form, which uh, for the uh, average tour player would be actually a decent stretch, uh, result-wise. But I mean, I'm I'm kind of curious just to to um, you know you and Victor. Or haven't been through like a tough period so far since he came out on the tour and uh, how have it how, how has it been for you the last couple of months you know have you uh, have you met any or have you felt that you have gotten like an, some new challenges some new perspective on things how have you uh, tried to work with him to, to you know to keep him in uh, in sync the most important thing you know now is just communication you know i haven't felt anything um out of the ordinary that i've been through with other players when they go through a slight slump as you guys call it as you know fans call it mm. um but you know it's just a matter of staying positive staying me personally like I, i'm a extremely positive person i'm very level keeled um i always try to see the positives in everything um there are a lot of positives in in victor's game and I think, you know, just keeping the communication going, keeping, just trying to enjoy being out there. Like, obviously, it's been extremely difficult because we haven't had the results um, that everyone's expecting uh, from that standpoint. But, you know, on the flip side of it, it's just a matter of, you know, trying to go out there, trying to have fun, trying to commit, keep the communication going and just let this wave go through as i call it and just getting through the end of it and yeah seeing the results come through as as they do because i know they're going to it's just a matter of time because mm. we you know uh we we've seen some uh, kind of uncharacteristic um rounds from him uh at least you know the one in uh 
the Saturday in Memorial, and then of course <laughs> the last uh, the Friday in the U.S. Open. Uh, but I, I mean, that's not more to them. Just that's how golf works. And if you kind of uh, get into your own head, maybe after a couple of mistakes, then it just uh, snowballs. That's so true. And you know, once again, you know, expectations mm. um, being result orientated instead of just going out there and playing golf. And that's the biggest thing that, you know, I try to bring to the table, you know, trying to take the result out of the equation, trying to just play golf, um, pretend that you're playing with your mates like you did, Marius, yesterday, and just trying to have fun. Because as I said, you know, tour life is very toxic. It's very stressful. It's, you know, you're in pressure cooker situations every single day when you're out there with, like I said, expectations, not from yourself, but, you know, from outside entities. And, you know, that's extremely difficult to, to handle on a day-to-day, week-to-week basis. And, you know, this was always going to happen. But staying positive and keeping the, the communication going and just, just, trying to have fun as much as you can as much as it you know i'm sure it hasn't been fun for him because you know he hasn't been playing the golf that he he's accustomed to and that's the most difficult part but from my perspective you know being there for him not just as a caddy but as a friend as well like you know someone to lean on and i think Mm. that's very important in this situation for sure. And uh, you were supposed to, to be at uh, the Travelers this week. Um, uh, the, the announcement that Victor had withdrawn came like quite quickly after the US Open. Was that an easy decision or how did that uh, pan out? Uh, very easy decision. You know, I think, uh, as we said, as Marius said, you know, he needs his time at home to be with his friends, um, to reset, to get back to his roots to get away from tour life, to get away from the pressure of, of trying to perform and just go and play golf, be a kid and be the person that he is. Sounds like a good recipe for success. Mm. Um, so uh, three weeks until the Open uh, now. Um, how have you guys, uh, I mean, have are you going to, um, how, how are you going to prepare like... Um, you know, now he's taking some time off, but I guess at some point he'll start, you know, focusing more on what's going to happen at St. Andrews. Yeah, there's no talk about the British Open at all. Um, mm. It's all about him having fun, hanging out with his friends, hanging out with his family, having as much time as possible with them. And as I said, just getting back to him being him and everything will work itself out. Is that a difference from... Do you feel it's like a difference from earlier? Because... My impression earlier was that there wasn't any particular preparation for any specific tournament. It was a tournament week, and he came and did what he knew how, what or did what he uh, had to do. Has that changed a little bit lately? Maybe has he started thinking about? You, you mentioned before Bay Hill that he felt he needed to like contend more in bigger events. Uh, have you felt any different in the preparations or anything like that? so much you know like you said you you hit the nail on the head like you know in terms of trying to perform 
in bigger events, he feels like, uh, you know, he, well, he doesn't feel like he, he wants to play well at bigger events because that's the progression that he's, he's seen. And it doesn't matter what event it is. You need to go out and perform, whether it's you're playing at the Travelers Championship this week, whether you're playing in Mexico in a couple of months' time, whether you're playing at the US Open, it doesn't matter. And I think that, you know, as time goes on and as this evolves, he's going to understand that it's just another event. And like he keeps saying, you know, I don't want to put too much pressure on myself whether it's at the Masters, whether it's US Open. Um, but that's pretty much what he's done. Mm. And it's not a matter of preparation per se. It's a matter of a mental mindset of, okay, this is just another event. This is, and I want him to feel like he's just playing with his mates, whether he's playing at home in Norway, whether he's playing at Carston with his mates in Stillwater. It's it's still a game of golf. And as I said, the, the pressure situations of tour life does um, heighten that. And that's important for him to learn from and be a better person as a golfer and be a little bit wiser moving forward. Yeah, well, I wish he was playing in Mexico every week. That's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, uh, regarding the uh, the travelers, is him skipping the travelers? Some people were kind of um, uh, discussing whether that would mean that the chances of him playing the Scottish Open would uh, increase, but that's uh, still not on the cards, or no? Uh, you might know more than me. I'm, okay, I'm in America. Actually, yeah. I actually think I do. Okay. <laughs> Well, Marius Mar might know more than me. Yeah, I, okay. know I talked a little bit about it yesterday, but I didn't, I didn't really, because I talked to somebody else. I didn't hear what yeah. he said, but he mentioned Scottish Open. Okay. I don't know if he okay. said I'm skipping or I'm playing. <laughs> I just okay. heard he mentioned uh, that he was talking to somebody else, and I didn't quite pick yeah, it up. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know if he if he's playing. I don't know um, that he's playing. Um, yeah. As I said, we've been texting back and forth, but everything other than. Um, how the golf game is or anything like that it's just been you know just just chatting about anything and everything so yeah there's uh there's no confirmation on the scottish mm -hmm. so if you know more than me then please tell me so i can plan ahead. <laughs> i'll let you know <laughs> it's not the first time you have gotten some some news through us exactly exactly i just so, yeah i just roll so, with it yeah so i guess i guess there's um there's not a lot of stuff uh, like confirmed after the the open because you know the FedEx playoffs is about a month after the open. Is that correct? That's you correct. Know so the plan is to play the open, take three weeks off, and then play the playoffs. Okay. Um, whether that changes or not, once again, you might know more than me. <laughs> no. Okay. <laughs> okay, Shay. Um, yeah, show us. Okay, I got nothing. Uh, okay, I... we uh, we uh, we actually posted um, on Twitter that we were going to have you on the podcast, so we gotten some questions. Uh, but before that, I mean that actually some of the questions are also about you know uh, we just have to to ask you about the the big talking point in the golfing world uh, these days, the live golf. Um, 
what is your um, impression of it and how do you feel it has like it must it must be like a, a big thing also you know on the PGA Tour circus people must be t talking about it yeah obviously it's ever revolving so you know I don't know what's going to happen um, with regard to how it's how it's going to pan out I know that you know the PGA Tour just um, said that uh, there's going to be a, a fall series next year, um, 2023, no cut, eight events. Um, I think it's a lot of golf, which, you know, the big names aren't really going to be happy with because mm. at the end of the day, you know, with the wraparound season, which is happening uh, at the moment, you know, you feel like you have to play because, you know, you, you look at, you know, you finish at the Tour Championship and then two weeks later, or a week later, whatever it is, you start it in California for Safeway. Mm. And, you know, then you go from Safeway to uh, Sanderson Farms, Sanderson Farms to Mexico, Houston, and it's ever-evolving. So it, it, it's a difficult situation from a player's standpoint, in my opinion, with the fact that, you know, what the PGA Tour is trying to do to keep the players on the PGA Tour playing for... $20 million purse, uh, eight events, and it's going to make them play more when in actual fact they want to play less. They want to add some time off. Yeah, because so, a lot of the players have been, you know, um, argument or, or their arguments for joining Liv has been actually that, you know, they want more time with their families and so on. And I mean, what PG, the PGA Tour is doing now is making that even harder, right? Exactly. And and that's why, you know, obviously the money is astronomical, mm. which is what they're getting paid. Like, you know, you look at Brooks Kepka, which is the latest uh, inclusion into Liv. He's getting paid $150 million sign-on bonus, which is an astronomical amount of money. Mm. And he's having to play 14 events, mm. which from a player's perspective, take the money monetary value out of the situation that's very enticing for a lot of players because, as you said, a lot of guys want to spend time with their family. A lot of t a lot of players want to spend time doing other things other than playing golf. Whereas now on the PGA Tour, with the wraparound season, you're having to play 26, 28 events a year. And now with this um, new inclusion for the, you know, the $20 million purses, no cut, you know, obviously you don't have to play, but, you know, it's enticing to play because you're playing for so much money. So it's going to be very interesting to see what happens. Yep, for sure. Mm. Um, let me see. Okay, uh, there's a question regarding, you know, uh, the, uh, the, the Friday in the US Open, you know, um, Victor is two under through, was it six? Two under through seven seven and looking very good and then uh, something happens that never happens since he turned pro he makes six bogeys in a row uh, nine on the last 11. um people i think people are just curious you know uh, how uh, was that experience from your point of view and also how did you feel that the round evolved you know what kind of what we're talking with victor about what kind of happened behind the scenes there <laughs> Look, it's a U.S. Open. You know, the, the golf course is the hardest golf course you will ever play. 
mm. with you know all the elements with the wind everything that comes with it you hit you don't even need to hit, need to hit a bad shot and you're going to make a bogey so for that to happen it, that's golf i don't know what else to say about it but you know it's yeah it's golf yeah. it's a us yeah, open it was, it was it, a couple a couple of uh, a couple of bogeys came from from good positions as well then it, it hit a couple of good drives in the fairway and wasn't yeah. in a position to kind of kind of attack so that was probably was it a little bit just then they ended up being a little bit too aggressive missing on the wrong side or well that's the thing like you know it's uh, 17 for instance we we had 90 90 or 92 meters to the flag yeah and you know obviously we had the world behind it and you know we decided to hit a 56 hit a great shot landed pin high spun off the green and you know once again that's US open 18 hits it in the in between the bunkers and he's in this long wispy grass it's a great shot out of the wispy grass hits it in the front bunker at plugs there's another bogey mm. and get on the the first hole and we had 152 meters to the flag his 99 goes 142 meters we tried to chip a 99 it just goes over the green and you know we didn't get up and down then we three putt the next we're in the middle of the fairway on the next and the wind's hurting out of the left. We had six iron. We, I can't remember the number off the top of my head, but you know, it lands on the green and it like literally just trickles over the green and he's got a nasty lie again. Uh, once again, like I said, it's, <laughs> it's the U S open. It's, it's extremely difficult. And yeah, like I said, it's golf. It's golf for yeah. sure. Um, uh, you had, you you mentioned that you were texting with Victory because uh, a lot of people are you know they're wondering uh, how do you stay connected to Victory when there's not a tournament going, uh, and uh, he also one of the guys also mentioned that I hope they don't go in each other's nerves because I want to keep Shay as a caddy for Victory. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, it's a completely opposite. Yeah, okay. we keep it extremely light. Um, don't talk about golf at all just yeah shoot the you know what and yeah just just chat really not about nothing about whatever you know we spoke about brooks uh signing with Liv. um i don't really know what we're speaking about actually just yeah just chatting mm. just like friends do mm. and uh, you have uh, i mean when we talked to you before you mentioned your um kind of career on the PGA Tour because a lot of the guys who are new to golf are wondering, you know, what's your background? If you could just quickly uh, tell us a little bit about who you worked with before and how you uh, how you started working with Victor. So I um, I played a lot of golf back in the day. Um, I was a member of the Australian Golf Club and Matt Jones was a member there as well. And we played a bunch of amateur events, Australian amateur, New South Wales amateur. Um, yeah bunch of tournaments and Matt Jones started out with Matt Jones uh, once he turned pro back in 2006 or seven he was on the nationwide asked me to come over got his PGA tour card worked with him for five and a half years then we parted ways worked for Martin Laird for just under two years 
we parted ways again um, and then started working for Sean O'Hare for five years. He taught the, tore the cartilage off the bone and he's left oblique. And so he was injured. I was looking for work and, and then, you know, Victor and I started. So that's pretty much it in the short story. It's <laughs> good. Want me to elaborate good. a little bit more then. Yeah, 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 for sure. Uh, and uh, I mean, we, I can just finish off with uh, two questions. One, uh, have you, uh, are, have you still not, um, uh, not uh, skydived after? No, we haven't. No. But we're doing it. We're doing it in Dubai. At the okay. End of the year. So sounds good. Yes. That's we'll see. That's the, the, we'll see about that. Unless, unless Victor, unless I, Victor pulls out of the tournament again, like he did last year. He's going <laughs> to find the reason. I was actually say, hoping... he's going to say Kevin has another heart attack and <laughs> something like that. <laughs> it was, was funny because we, we were meant to play uh, Dubai and he ended up pulling out. I'm like, of course, yeah. Like I had, I had the tickets booked. Had the we're, had them all booked. We we're ready to go. Then he pulls out, and then uh, I was going to plan on doing it in Dubai at the start of the year when we were doing Abu Dhabi in Dubai, and I got COVID, so I couldn't go. So, yeah, that was uh, that was in a nutshell. So, hopefully, hopefully, we uh, do it in Dubai at the end of the year. I was hoping you were going to say you were going to do it in Norway, but uh, we'll see. Hey, if we can do it in Norway, if you guys want to set it up, then I'm more than happy I mean, to do it. I mean, I'm all for it. So just are you guys uh, going to do it as well, or what? I mean, I would join, of course. Marius, I've never done it before. <laughs> if so. you if you three if you if you do it, I can't really sit on the sideline, can I? <laughs> well, if if you guys organise it, I'll be more than happy to get in that plane and, and yeah. do it. I would love it. It is right. the most exhilarating thing I've ever done in my life. Okay. You're doing, aren't you doing this? Are, are you booked the zip line, haven't you? From uh... I haven't booked it yet. No, but we're going to do it. But yeah. what, what we can do, I mean, uh, skydiving is one thing, but what we can do is we can zip line. Uh, yeah, he's it's, doing that. It's, it's something called Holmegol. Are you yeah, doing that? Yeah. Oh, that's, yeah, that's so awesome. Sherry and, I, Sherry and I are staying at, I can't remember the hotel that Marius mentioned. The Scandic. Uh, yes. So we're staying there the first two nights. And uh, uh oh, yeah, the so paparazzi is going to stand outside Scandic. <laughs> well. Oh, don't say that. I should, I should have told him. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I've never signed an autograph in my life, so I hope nah. I don't have to start. It's got to be the first practice. one in Norway. Yeah, you need to you need, you need to practice. At least you're you're going to be better than Victor. Yeah. Okay. Oh, sure. Too funny. Okay, so the last question is from uh, Andreas. He is just uh, he just wants. Is this, a... is this Victor's friend, Andreas? Or no, it's no. A, I think. No. <laughs> okay. Okay. I'll, and he is just a, yeah because he, he has he has tic, he has tickets for the open. And his question okay. for you is, uh, if you can please make sure that Victor makes the cut so his tickets won't be thrown in the garbage. <laughs> I think it's going to be better than Sunday I will, only. I will try my best. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's good enough. That's good enough. Okay. Uh, okay, Shay, thank you so much uh, for uh, jumping on the call and, and joining us. And uh, we, will, uh, we look forward to seeing you um, next Friday. And at the, at the right, really, yeah, at the I'm right really invitational, excited. and and who knows, maybe there's going to be uh, some skydiving uh, involved one of the days. Uh, as I said, if you guys uh, if you guys organize it, I'll be there with bells on. Perfect. 
Perfect. Sorry, sorry to keep you guys waiting. No, 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 for sure. That's no sorry. <laughs> Look forward to seeing you guys next week. You See too. You next week, Chet. Take care. See you. Bye. 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 